God, I thank you for your word. Um, Lord, we're not gathered to hear a person. We want to know you. God, I thank you no matter who preaches. When we preach your word, you are manifested. And Lord, it's an honor to be here tonight. It's an honor, Lord, to join together as family. Lord, to come around your word, to worship our Father, to know our Savior, Jesus. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you would touch hearts and lives tonight. Show us the gospel for what it is. Lord, don't let us water it down. Don't let us say it's too good to be true. Let us take you at your word. In Jesus' name, amen. I said to Kelly, I want to sing tonight. I got this song going round and round in my head. I was like, I could do like a Benny Hinn to sing to Jesus. Maybe we'll do that later. Um, we'll do it later. We'll do it when I'm warmed up and the glow sticks come out. And <laughs> it's going to be all go. All right. Okay, let's do it. Okay, if you are taking notes, did it, who, who didn't bring a Bible tonight? Who's got no access to the Word of God? Just so I can publicly shame you. There's no excuse for not having access to the Word of God in New Zealand. It's a free app. Uh, Zara, Zaria brought a new Bible today. A teen Bible. $45 they charged her. Wow. They say the, the gospel cost, but I didn't realize it was $45. Anyway, good investment. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's stay to this. All right, take notes. This is called Good Trees Believe in Weird Things. Good trees. <laughs> this is not a joke, guys. Good trees believing weird things. And now we're going to go to Matthew 7, verse 15. I'm reading now the ESV. It says, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing. So anyone wearing wool tonight, just be careful. <laughs> You know, I want to take the jersey off. <laughs> I, oh, shoot. Yes. I, <laughs> this isn't real, wool, guys. This is from Hell and Science. This ain't real. This is not real. Uh, <laughs> where am I? Beware of false prophets coming to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, you will recognize them by their fruits. Let's go to Matthew 12, verse 33. Anyone feeling the love of God tonight? Good. 12, 33. A tree is known by its fruit. Verse 33, either make the tree good and its fruit good, or make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For the tree is known by its fruit. You broad of vipers, how can you speak good when you are evil? Guess who he's not talking to? Born again Christians. Just in case. Yeah, well, hopefully we'll sort that out tonight, Mark. So that's my whole message, so you might not like this one. I might not get an amen from you. Because we're good trees, believing weird things. Amen. For a tree is known by its fruit. You brought a vipers, how can you speak good when you're evil? Out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth speaks. The good person, out of his good treasure, brings forth good. 
And the evil person, out of his evil treasure, brings forth evil. I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give an account for every careless word they speak. That doesn't apply to preachers. <laughs> for by your words, you will be justified. And by your words, you will be condemned. I'm just going to, I'm not going to beat around the bush tonight. <laughs> Sorry. That was a tree joke. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe you didn't get that. I thought that was great. <laughs> I'm not going to beat around the bush tonight because one thing I want to talk about tonight is that the gospel's answer is to make us good trees. The gospel makes corrupted trees into righteous trees who produce righteous fruit. Jesus himself says, you want good fruit, make the tree good. If you want evil fruit, the tree's evil. So the gospel actually makes us a good tree. It is meant to be natural for me to produce the fruits of the Spirit because Jesus has set me free from being an old diseased tree, and I died, and I became a new tree in Him, made in His image, who now produces good fruit. Amen? <laughs> Where should I go from here? Where should I go from here? See, this is why you don't write notes like this, because it's all over the place. I don't even know what I'm doing now. I'm just going to free, just go by the Holy Ghost and just preach tonight. So far, so good. Thank you, Hazel. Appreciate that feedback. <laughs> Anyone else want to add to that? You'll know a tree by its fruit. Now, here's, the, here's a, the little issue that we have. We believe that when we produce a bad fruit, we automatically think and believe that we're a bad tree. When we mess up or... Because we still have the ability to sin, even though we're not sinners any longer. Come on. I hate that identity statement. I'm just a dirty, rotten sinner. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. Yes, I am, but I'm not a sinner any longer. That's why I wear a jersey that says saint. It's not because I'm up myself. It's because I believe the Bible. <laughs> I believe that he makes us saints. Amen. So when I got saved, I became a new tree. And then I still have the ability to sin. Just like Adam and Eve had the ability to sin, even though they weren't sinners. Adam and Eve were in the garden. They were not sinners. They had the ability to make a choice, which ended up plummeting us into sin. Horrible day, right? We were joking with, um, who was I joking with? It was it you, Mike? About the, the tree. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil was actually co was a coffee tree. And uh, <laughs> that was for you, Terry Mullock. That was... <laughs> We sold our birthright over coffee. And <laughs> no deal, exactly. So Adam and Eve were created in the image of God. They still had the ability to choose. They, they chose to not believe God. They chose to believe a lie, and they plummeted us into sin. So just because I'm no longer a sinner doesn't mean I don't have the ability to choose to sin. The Bible says that the grace of God has set me free to choose. I can either be a slave to God, or I can be a slave to unrighteousness. So I actually get free to choose. So if I don't actually believe that I'm a good tree and I still think I'm an unrighteous tree, guess what my fruit will be? If I still believe that I am still a dirty, rotten sinner, 
the fruit of my life, the natural progression, the natural product, because fruit is not something that you try and do. Fruit is just a product of what you believe. As Pastor Mike said on Sunday night, what you believe is what you produce. So if I don't actually believe that Jesus has made me right, and I still believe that I'm just a messed up, diseased tree, and I'm just always going to produce diseased, corrupted fruit, I don't actually believe the gospel. Because Jesus made me righteous. Amen? He made you righteous. We are, we are now made a good tree to produce good fruit. Now, if we, if we were to talk about this on a um, purely intellectual level, it is crazy for God to expect us to produce something that we're not. It's crazy for God to say, be holy for I am holy, if we have no ability or no chance or hope of ever being holy. Like, that's just crazy. A good father doesn't put conditions on their kids that they can never reach and obtain. That's actually messed up. And a lot of us view our Christianity in that sense. Hey, guys, when we read the Bible, it sounds amazing. We're never going to get there. But, you know, Jesus is going to forgive us and we're going to go to heaven. I personally don't want to live like that because I don't believe that that's the gospel. <laughs> Amen. Let's go to Colossians. Colossians. Let's start in Colossians 1. And we may just stay in Colossians. Is this all good? I'm going to be so quick tonight because this is so simple. Because we are a good tree. You know why? Not because you did some good things today, but because of Jesus. Amen? All right, here we go. Colossians 1. Where should I go? Where should I start? Colossians 1, 21. And you, now let's start at 15. Can we start at 15? Amen. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him, all things were created in heaven and earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authority, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. This is why it's great when we worship Jesus, we're worshiping all of who God is. He was happy for the fullness of who he is to dwell in Jesus. So when we lift up the name of Jesus, I know this sounds crazy, but this is something that I struggled with for a while. Who am I meant to pray to? Like I've been talking to Father for a while, and I feel like I've left Jesus out for a bit. And then I'm talking to Holy Spirit, and I'm not sure. If you go with Jesus, good. You'll get all of them. Amen? No amens. Praise God. For in Him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through Him to reconcile Himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of His cross. And you who once were alienated, this is great language because we talked about this this morning that the Bible is not just random language. It's there for a reason. So you who once were, once were alienated. You once were alienated and hostile in your mind doing evil deeds. He is now reconciled in his body of the flesh by his death in order to present you what? Now this is going to stretch a few people tonight. In order to present you holy blameless, and above reproach before him. This is crazy. because This is what the blood of Jesus has done. Now, this to me does not sound like a diseased tree. This sounds amazing. This sounds like a, a tree that has been made right. And if I've been made right, then I can produce good fruit. You'll know a tree by its fruit. It's impossible for a good tree, good tree to produce bad fruit. It's impossible for a bad tree to produce good fruit. 
So has Jesus made us a good tree? Because if he hasn't, it's impossible, guys, for us to produce any kind of good fruit tonight. And that would be a really sad night in church. It would be a really sad Christian life. It was impossible to produce good fruit, right? So you've been presented because of Jesus, not because of your own actions, because of Jesus, holy, blameless, and above reproach before him. If indeed you continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven, and of which I, Paul, become a minister. I want to just pause on this bit here because it says that if we continue, if we continue in the faith, if we continue in the faith, and this is, this is, this is what happens in life. We read that and say, God made me holy, blameless, and righteous. We go home. We produce a fruit we don't like. We automatically believe that God lied to us, and we're not actually who we thought we were. But the Bible is saying right here, if you continue in this faith, if you stay steadfast, not shifting, stay steadfast in this, stay, do, do not shift from this, even though you may produce a bad fruit, because a lot of us in our legalism, I'm jumping all over the place, I'm sorry. A lot of us in our legalism will go back to the passage I just read and just say, well, I did this, therefore I am a bad tree. Amen? Can I just change it a little bit? Why not ask the question, why am I producing bad fruit if I'm a good tree? Could it be that I still believe I'm an unrighteous tree, therefore my lifestyle is producing bad fruit because I don't actually believe that Jesus made me right. I don't actually believe that he made me good. So I have no chance of producing good fruit because I'm just a bad tree and I'm always going to be a bad tree. But Jesus loves me. 100% he does, but he loves you so much he wants to make you good because good fruit is good for everyone, for you and all the people around you. <laughs> Amen. So what we do is we, we take our experience and we say, because this happened to me, Therefore, I am not a good tree. Am I preaching to anyone tonight? If you continue to stay steadfast in the faith and believe the gospel, if I continue to believe, no, you know what? I'm a good tree. Not because I'm a good person, but because Jesus made me good. Jesus made me righteous. Through the blood of Jesus, I've been made righteous. Through the blood of Jesus, I've been made holy. Therefore, I cannot be a diseased tree. The Holy Spirit cannot hang out in a diseased tree. Jesus is the seed that has been planted inside of me, so I produce a tree that looks like Him, so I'm made in His image. So if it's not in Jesus, it can't be in me. So why am I producing things that aren't in Him and aren't in me? Because I don't actually believe that Jesus made me a good tree. This is, this is the hope of the gospel, because we live by faith and not by sight. And a lot of us are living by sight. Here's the fruit, bad tree. Here's the fruit, bad tree. Told you, told you nothing happened. You're the same old person. Nothing's changed. You know that scripture, all things have passed away, all things have come to you. It applies to everyone but you. That's what we tell ourselves. Well, but if I was made right, if I was a good tree, why am I producing this? Because I, I'm going I'm to challenge you tonight because I don't actually believe that you truly believe that Jesus has set you free. I don't believe that we actually believe that Jesus as the gospel is actually as amazing as he said it is, that you can take a sinner and you just by one act of faith, he can come and wash you, make you new, the old you dies, brand new growth, brand new tree that is actually created to naturally bear, fruit, bear forth good fruit. It's amazing because we complicate Christianity 
and we think we're old tree and we just get some new leaves, but we're still producing weird fruit. That's not the truth. The truth is that God made you a good tree. This is where it shifts. I have to believe that He made me right. I have to put more faith in what Jesus has done and less faith in what Adam has done and actually believe that Jesus can make me right just as much, if not more, than Adam made me wrong. Because one man made a bad decision, we all became diseased tree. One man came, made a great decision, made a righteous decision, and we all became good trees. And then we meant to produce good fruit, not because we're trying harder. I gotta produce fruit. I don't know why I farted in the microphone. I'm sorry. I just got really excited. But you see an apple tree, an apple tree doesn't have to freak out and, and try really hard and then pop, here's an apple. It just does it because it's an apple tree. Guys, I'm being, I, know this is, I know this sounds funny, but this is, this is completely true. If you can get to the point in your life where you actually believe the gospel, you actually get conscious on what Jesus has done. Instead of looking at the weird fruit, say, actually, that fruit shouldn't be produced because that's not who I am. And if it is being produced, it's because I don't actually believe that I've been made right. It's not actually because I, be I don't believe that God has made me a good tree. Jesus' answer was, if you want good fruit, make a good tree. That was what he did for us. He didn't take old diseased trees and say, guys, do some good stuff. Like, just change. Do you know none of us can change ourselves? That's why I love the grace of God. None of us can change ourselves. No matter how hard we try, we can change our hair. I wish I could. Maybe I can't even change your hair. Change the color of your hair. You can change your job. You can change some external things, but no one can actually change and transform who they are on the inside. Only Jesus can do that. Come on, He makes corrupt trees into good trees. Come on. Where are we now? Colossians? Love Colossians. We could just stay there all day. Makes me cry. Let's go to Colossians 3, verse 1. This is dangerous because I've got my Bible here with me. We could just be here all the time. This isn't... Sorry, guys. I'm just reading my notes right now to see if I missed anything. Romans 5. Oh, we could go there. All right. Let's go Romans. Let's go uh, Colossians 3 first. If then you have seen, have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above. Why? Because you're a good tree now. So you might as well seek the things that you're going to produce. Where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, set your minds on things that are above, not on the things that are on the earth. For you have died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also appear with Him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. All these are fruits of a corrupt tree. That's why we put them off. Because how can we produce in things that we're not? It's weird. It's weird. Like, honestly, guys, if you, get, if you get to the point where you can believe this gospel, that kind of stuff doesn't look attractive. It's weird. It's ill-fitting. It's ill-fitting. That's not of God. That's not of me. I'm in Christ. Christ is in me. If it's not in Him, why would it be produced through me? That's weird. He made me a good tree. He made me righteous. That stuff to me is not attractive. That is weird. It's so foreign. It's like an apple tree producing a, 
a cluster of grapes. That's weird. You're an apple tree. Why would you produce that? Or if you believe that's who you are and that's what you're producing, I honestly can't help you. Pray for you a million times. But if you believe that's who you are, unfortunately, that's the fruit you'll produce. Because if I believe that I'm a corrupt tree, all I'm gonna all I'm gonna produce is corrupted fruit. Went really quiet. Should I sing now? <laughs> Come on. Put to death. Put it to death. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with, with its practices. You have put on the new self, the good tree, which has been renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Here there is no Greek, Jew, circumcised, and uncircumcised, barbarian, swole, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on then, as God's chosen ones, what are you? Yeah, what's the next one? Holy and beloved, compassionate, hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. If one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other, as the Lord has forgiven you. If you weren't here this morning, I encourage you to listen to the message on love. So you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Amen. Let's go to Romans 5. We're going to finish. No, there's two Peter there as well. Where should I go, Kelly? You choose. Romans? Okay. If this doesn't go well, it's Kelly's fault. Uh, I love the gospel. Sometimes you, uh, we can get so caught up in the eloquence of our message. But you preach, you preach scripture, you preach the gospel, and you'll be amazed what God does. Romans 5, Romans 5. Should we just read the whole thing? No, we'll just go to verse 12, just for the sake of time. Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned. For sin indeed was in the world before the law was given, but sin is not counted where there is no law. Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses, even even over those whose sinning was not like the transgression of Adam, who was a type of the one who was to come. I just, I honestly think it's amazing that one man messes up and every single one of us suffer the consequences. Yet, when it comes to Jesus and what he's done, we think the consequences of what he's done don't really apply to us. It's madness. It's actually madness. Jesus, honestly, is so much better than Adam. (laughs) Adam's just a dude. Made by the dust of the earth. Jesus is God himself. So if Adam, if one man had the ability to mess us up, a God man, I tell you what, his consequences of what he did should really affect our lives. Or we could just believe that we're just 31 sinners. And if you don't know Jesus, you are, unfortunately. Fortunately, there's a God who loves you. He wants to remind you of who you are because you're not a dirty rotten sinner. You're actually a lost son, a lost daughter. Amen. But the free gift is not like the trespass. For if many died through one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. And the free gift is not like the result of one man's sin. For the judgment following one trespass brought condemnation. So here's, here's the issue. We don't get into condemnation. 
If you produce a bad fruit, you don't get into condemnation. You start believing that Jesus made you right. You don't say, oh my gosh, I produced this. Oh my gosh, there's something wrong with me. I must be the messed up tree. I'm, I'm a bad tree. Because if I've done this, I'm a bad tree. No. You start believing that God made you right. And then your fruit changes. I know it sounds like a fairy tale, but it's the gospel. One man's trespass, death reigned through one man. Much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Therefore, as one trespass led to condemnation for all men, so one act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all men. It's amazing. For as by one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners, so by one man's obedience, the many will be made righteous. If you want an identity statement, you can go in your room tonight and say, thank you, God, you made me righteous. That'll change, change a lot. Now, the law came in to increase the trespass, but where sin increased, grace abound all the more, so that as sin reigned in death, grace also might reign through righteousness, leading to eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Okay. Can I just tell you the one difference? It's a pretty big one between this and positive thinking. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. This is not about us just trying to believe a higher positive way. If I just believe I'm good, I'll be good. No, 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 no. If you believe Jesus, <laughs> if you believe what Jesus has done for you, he'll make you righteous. He'll make you a good tree. This is not about just believing that I'm a good person. No, no, no. None of us are good. None of us are good before we come to Jesus. When we meet Jesus, he makes us a righteous tree. Now, a lot of people are struggling with that, even that mentality, because none of us even want to say that. If you ask people, how are you doing, or, you know, talk to them about what God's done in their life, our, our identity is, is, is not, I'm righteous, I'm holy, I'm blameless, I'm above reproach. It's, by the grace of God, <laughs> I'm just surviving, um, you know, I'm trying, got some stuff I'm working on. What if we actually believe that God made us right? Because if I believe that, my fruit would change. But if I just keep concentrating on this fruit that keeps showing up and saying, well, this happened, so therefore, this is who I am. This is what I was talking about this morning, even with the love of God. You, you can't base truth off feelings. You cannot base truth off your experience or someone else's experience. A lot of us are measuring ourselves by ourselves. So we read something like that and say, well, but I know so-and-so and they're a great Christian and they still struggle. Does that change what the Word of God says? Does it say you can be righteous and holy and blameless if everyone else is? Or if everyone else agrees with you, then you can be. The Word of God says because of what Jesus has done, you've been made right with Him. It says he who knew no sin became sin that we might become the righteousness of God. So we actually became something. He became sin so we could become Righteous. For us to say, I'm unrighteous, I'm just an unrighteous disease tree producing just what I'm always going to produce, but praise God, when I die, I'll be free. Death is not your savior. Jesus is. Death doesn't come and fix you up and make you a good tree. 
<laughs> Jesus does. And it's by His blood and by His grace. And I, I'm crazy enough to believe that the gospel is actually real. I'm crazy enough to believe that Jesus actually takes corrupted trees and makes good ones. And that that should be, a, that should be the norm in the Christian life. But so many of us have been, been around in Christian circles and met Christian people and we're like, man, there's no way that this can be possible because my experience tells me something different. The Word of God says, if you want to have good fruit, make the tree good. That's why we died with Jesus. That's why we were co-crucified. That's why we were buried with Him in baptism. And that's why now we're alive in new life through the Holy Spirit. Because we have been made good trees producing good fruit. So if you're producing corrupted fruit in your life, it is not for you to go home and say, I'm a messed up tree. See, see, I'm not really saved. Because if I was saved, I wouldn't be doing this. We live by faith. This is the, 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 the slight issue I have with authenticity. I'm all about being authentic. But if authentic, authenticity gets me to be authentic to my flesh and not what Jesus has done, that's where I have an issue. Well, I'm just being authentic. I'm messed up. I'm not, I'm not a good person. I'm not a good tree. I'm, look what I'm doing. Well, the Bible says, if you want to be authentic to the Bible, it says that you were made whole. You've been made right with Him. So do you want to be authentic to your feelings and the fruit, or do you want to be authentic to the truth of the gospel? Come on, he made, he made you right. We're so focused on trying to change fruit, and Jesus is saying, I want to change the tree. <laughs> Stop worrying about your fruit. I've changed the tree. Come on, just believe you're a good tree, and then you'll produce good fruit, because it's not hard. It's natural. Fruit is a product. Fruit is a product of what you believe. If I believe that I'm made righteous and made holy, guess what my life's going to look like? If I believe that I'm disconnected from God, guess what my life's going to look like? I don't feel close to God. I never hear God's voice. He never talks to me. He talks to everyone else, and I'm just trying to get back. Our, our Christian, ugh, we just believe the Bible. Oh, he's in me. Okay, so I can hear him. Awesome. By faith. But I haven't heard him yet. Yeah, but by faith. By faith. By faith. By faith. He said that he's in me, and I'm in him, and he said that, that the sheep would know the shepherd's voice, so then I can hear him. But if I believe that I can't hear him and I don't believe that I'm a sheep and I believe that I'm a messed up tree and I just keep doing all this stuff, but God, uh, it's just experience and experience and experience and life and circumstances and situations and nothing to do with the gospel. And then we're trying to counsel people about their fruit instead of saying, hey, you're a good tree. <laughs> you're a good tree. Go home. Believe that. That'll change your life. Come on, did Jesus make you right? Yeah, he made me right, but you know, we're always going to struggle. Okay. Then we start pulling out scriptures about Paul saying, I boasted my weakness. His weakness wasn't sin, friend. His weakness was his human ability. His whole dependency on Christ to make him right wasn't sin. We've twisted scripture because we tried to meet, we've tried to make it fit our experience. Well, Paul struggled. Paul was not struggling with sin. I'm sorry, friend. He knew that he'd be made righteous. He knew that Jesus had made him new. And he lived from that position. 
His weakness was where he realized I couldn't do it on my own. Through the righteousness of the law, I could never be made right. My pedigree, my qualifications, I could never be made right. That's my weakness. And I will boast of my weakness because Jesus and Jesus alone makes me right. We're not walking around just saying, oh, well, you're sinning, yeah, I'm sinning, yeah. Anyone's struggling with sin? Yeah, I'm struggling with sin. And we find comfort in it. I don't want to focus on sin tonight. I want to focus on God's righteousness. I want to focus on the, on, the, on the point that He made you right. And if you actually believe that, your fruit will change. Come on. The fruit you're producing is what you believe. If you're producing weird fruit, you believe in weird stuff. I know this is so basic tonight. If I believe that I'm a dirty, rotten sinner, guess what I'm conscious of? Sin, 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 sin. It's just a matter of time. It's 10 o'clock. It's 10 o'clock. I've been going well, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to hit. It's going to hit. I'm just going to hit. I'm a dirty, rotten sinner. Just wait for it. Bang, there it is. Told you so. What if I believed I'm righteous? Oh, I'm righteous. There it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. That was my rave. Just without the glow stick. <laughs> what if I actually believed that? What if I actually believed he's made me holy? What if you actually believed Jesus set you free? And then every time the fruit came, guess what? We go into our room. Thank you, God. This is not who I am. Thank you, God. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a good tree. You made me righteous. This is so ill. This is so weird to me. Why, am I, why is this here? Because this is not who I am. I tell you what, if you get behind your closed doors, and, you're gonna, and this is the first thing the devil's going to say to you, that's not real. You're a hypocrite. Because if you were made right, why did this happen? Just let that one sink in because that's condemnation. Even if you mess up, you go into your room and you tell the devil <laughs> and you proclaim before God, I have been made righteous. This is not who I am. This is so weird to me. God, I, I repent. I repent for this, whatever this is, because this is not who I am. I'm in you. You're in me. This is weird. Thank you that you made me right. I guarantee when you start focusing on how right he made you, instead of you believing how wrong you are, the fruit of your life will change. I would love to say tonight that if you're here, you've heard the gospel preached. This is the gospel. It's about, a, it's about God coming to unrighteous people and saying, you can't help yourself. I'm going to come and make you right. And you're going to live from that position. You can't be holy. I'm going to make you holy by my blood. I'm going to make you above reproach. I'm going to make you blameless because of what I have done. And you're going to live from that position. Yet we, I believe... We, we water down, I know this is a terrible term, but I'm just going to use it. We water down the blood of Jesus because we think that we're more powerful than he is. And we think our wrongness far outweighs his ability to make us right. But if I actually believe that Jesus made me right, if I actually believe that he can heal me, set me free, make me new, that's what brings honor to God. Thank you, Jesus. You have made me right. Thank you, you have made me righteous. You have made me a good tree. Therefore, it is perfectly normal for me to produce good fruit. 
I thank you, God, that it's not ill-fitting for me to produce the fruit of righteousness. I thank you that the fruits of the Spirit are so, so in me because of what you've done in me that it just flows out of my life. You gotta pray like that. You gotta live like that. If I mess up, God, that is not who I am. That is so weird. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not even gonna pay attention to that. I'm gonna look at how right you made me. And this stuff, amen. Can you give me one more minute just to go to 2 Peter? If I can find it in my Bible. Where is it? It's down the back somewhere. Down the back. Here we go. One Peter. What did I say? Two Peter. Two Peter one. Two Peter one. Two Peter one. Well, I'm back to one Peter. It's got so many pages in here. There was people like, um, what's that word? Coveting over my Bible today. Can I look at your Bible? Look at all the pages. This is a great Bible. One Peter. Two Peter, one. Two Peter, one. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ. Those who attain a faith in equal standing with ours by the righteousness of our God and Savior. Again, see, we've attained a standing because of the righteousness of God through Jesus Christ. So we're standing with Him, seated with Him, heavenly places. Amen. I'll tell you right now, there's no disease, corrupt trees in heaven. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. That sounds really fruitful. His, his divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us to His own glory and excellence, by which He has granted to us His precious and very great promises. So that though through them you may become partakers of the divine nature. Now I'll tell you what, if you're going to partake of him, again, you're not going to be a disease tree. You're living from him. He's a vine, we're the branches. You can't have anything in you that's not in him. No amens to that. If I'm connected to the branch, who is Jesus, how could there be anything else in me other than what's in him? Does it make sense? Come on, this is, this is here for a reason. If I'm connected, if, my, if I, as a person, I'm connected to Jesus, everything that Jesus is flows through me. Now, uh, corru uh, corrupted fruit cannot be produced through me, only the fruit of Jesus who I'm connected to. Again, same principle, good trees, we're connected to a good branch, we're a good vine. We're the branches, we produce what we're connected to. So if Jesus is in me and he's in you, it's natural for us to be producing godly things. If, if I'm not connected to him, it's natural for me to be producing corruptible things. If you go out there and you, you, you look at an apple tree, the apple tree is not producing oranges because it's connected to an apple tree. So the branch that's connected to an apple tree will produce apples. It can't produce oranges because it's not connected to an orange tree. Does this make sense? <laughs> this is why we're connected to God. This is why we're one with Jesus, because he set us up to produce good fruit. 
Because if we're connected to Him, who He is flows through us. So I can't say that I'm a diseased, corrupted vine, branch, if I'm connected to Him. I know this sounds crazy, but this is the gospel. You've got to understand who you're connected to. And it makes fruit, fruit good fruit is not an issue or a hard thing. It's something that just naturally happens. Because I believe that He actually made me right. Amen? Partakes of divine nature. Having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue and virtue with knowledge. And knowledge with self-control and self-control with steadfastness. And steadfastness with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection. And brotherly affection with love. For if these qualities are yours, if these qualities are yours, are they yours? Do you know how you can tell they're yours? Because of verse 3, His divine power is granted to us all the things that pertain to life and godliness. So you have them already. They're already in you as a good tree. You're not missing them. They're in you. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For whoever lacks these qualities is nearsighted, is so nearsighted that he is blind, having forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins. So if you're not producing this kind of fruit, it's because you're blind to the gospel. That you have been cleansed from your sins. You are no longer a corrupted sinner, saved by whatever. You're no longer a dirty, rotten sinner. I don't know why I'm not going to name into that. I don't know if we just need to keep laboring on this point. If I am not producing these qualities... I have become so nearsighted that I am blind and I've forgotten that I've been cleansed from my former sins. I've forgotten that I've become a good tree. If these qualities are not increasing and these qualities are not in my life, I have forgotten the gospel. I have forgotten that there was a man, a God-man called Jesus Christ, who came and cleansed me of all my sin and cleansed me of unrighteousness. If I am not producing these qualities... I have forgotten the gospel. I have forgotten that I was a diseased, corrupted tree that has been made good. And because I've been made good and because he's put his self in me, he's planted the seed of himself in me, I have these qualities. I have these qualities. I have everything pertaining to life and godliness. I have all of it inside of me because I'm a good tree. So I get to produce this stuff. It's my privilege to pop out apples. It's my privilege to pop them out. That people can taste and see that the Lord is good. Because it's natural for me to produce it because I have everything inside of me because Jesus is in me. And if I don't, if I'm not producing it, it's because I have forgotten that I have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Man, we can go through the book of Hebrews right now. Come on, what Jesus has done for us. He is not just, we are not old creations trying to live a new way. We are not diseased trees that got some new leaves. We have been made whole. We have been made right through Jesus Christ. And if we as a church, if we as a body could actually believe that, the fruit of our life would be so much different. And we would start focusing on weird fruit and start believing that we're a good tree. And naturally, just naturally, guys, if we believe that, we would see the fruit of it in our life. Amen? Puffed. I'm puffed now. Praise God.
Don't ever preach like that again, Corey. Write it down. Amen. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I'm not going to keep talking, but I will. The gospel, guys, I, I, I truly believe we've, unders, we've, we've undersold it. I think we've undersold it. I think we've undersold it. We, we think we are doing God a favor or bringing honor and glory to him when we wallow around in self-doubt and say, I'm not good. There's nothing good in me. Well, that's offensive because Jesus is in you. I remember having a conversation with God, and I, was, I thought I was being super humble and honoring to God. I said, God, thank you. You know, I don't have anything to offer, and thank you for choosing me. Thank you for loving me. He slapped me upside the head. He said, that's offensive, Corey. I created you. Man, we think we're so honoring. When we degrade ourselves, we think we're so honoring to God when we make ourselves just dirty, rotten worms. Jesus didn't come to save worms. He came to save humanity. He came to save people that were created in His image. And we're so scared of becoming prideful and so scared that we don't even go to a healthy, a healthy identity. We hear things like, you can be holy. And we're like, no, 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 no. Only God's holy. You did right, but he made you holy because he's holy. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so false. It's so dishonoring to God. It's dishonoring to the blood of Jesus to walk around in your false humility. And say, oh, no, 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 it's not me. It's not you. No, no, yeah. Just take the compliment and go home and get on your knees and give God the glory. Because we all know that, we all know, guys, we all know that none of us are here because we earned it. Everyone knows that but you can still encourage each other. You don't have to be weird about it and think you're touching the glory. I'm just being honest tonight. Because it actually keeps us in a state where we actually believe we are messed up trees. And the, the problem with this is that we get into pride when someone actually produces some kind of good fruit. We're like, man, they must have done something right. No, they just believed. <laughs> normal. It's normal. <laughs> it's normal Christianity. To produce this kind of fruit, they're not a super Christian. They actually just believe that Jesus made them right. This is it. But in our false humility, it's actually pride. We want to we say that we're more powerful than God. And we, we think we bring honor when we say, God, I'm more messed up. Oh, God, I'm so messed up. <laughs> That's not bringing God honor. You know what brings God honor? Thank you, you made me right. Thank you, you made me holy. Every single one of us know that we didn't do that on our own effort. We know it's by the blood of Jesus and Christ alone. We know it's a gift of grace. We know that no one can boast in their flesh. But a healthy identity actually honors God. Us wallowing around and pretending how bad we are and how messed up we are, we think that God looks at us and says, oh, they realize how bad they are. That's awesome. Praise God. I'm just going to bring my anointing and just, just put my anointing on them. Because they know how messed up they are. I'm hitting something tonight. I know I'm joking, but I'm hitting something tonight. We think that if we can find out how messed up we are and admit it to God, God's going to be like, awesome. Now I can bless you. I'm, I'm serious. 
I actually believe God's looking for people who actually believe that Jesus made them right. Oh, now I can bless them. Because they're not going to think that they got themselves out of that. They realize that my son, Jesus, came and made them righteous. And they actually believe it. So I'm going to come and I'm going to bless them. He blesses all of us, by the way. But what I'm saying is don't think in your false humility and us flapping around on the ground, talking about how messed up we are, that that brings honor to God. Because I know a person who came to stop us being messed up. <laughs> For us to take the blood of Jesus and boast about how messed up we are is actually dishonoring to the price that was paid. Now, I don't know if you agree with that, but I'll preach that to the day I die. Because I want to give glory to what Jesus did and not glory to how messed up I can be. I want to honor him for his sacrifice. I want to honor him. But I, Jesus, I, I believe that your right act was so much more powerful than someone's wrong act. And I'm going to live my life from that position. And this doesn't mean that I can't mess up. This doesn't mean I don't have the ability to stumble and fall. But I tell you what, if I do, I know where I'll be. Thank you, God. You made me a righteous tree. God, this happened. I have no idea how it happened. Actually, I do. I probably believe that it was still in me. I probably believe that it still had a hold on me. I probably believe that it was going to fulfill me somehow, but it didn't. The only thing that changed was that I started believing. Maybe I'm not completely right. Maybe there's some some areas that Jesus missed. Therefore, there's a door, there's a justification of why this happened. Jesus made us righteous. Righteous.